Welcome to another episode of the Ticats Offseason Roundup presented by WeatherTech. I'm your host, Louis B., the digital host of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. And on screen, you see those very fine gentlemen. Special teams coordinator for the Hamilton Tiger Cats, Jeff Reinbold, is here, as well as the 2019 most outstanding special teams player in the CFL, and of course, the Tiger Cats nominee for that award, Frankie Williams, and the 2018 team nominee for special teams player of the year, Courtney Steven. Uh, gentlemen, it's great to see all three of you. Thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Thanks for having me. Uh, Coach, I want to start with you because obviously, two very talented uh, guys here that were that were pleased to be joined with and uh you know, Frankie obviously had a great season last year Courtney had a great season last year not with our team but he did have a great season uh but just talk about what it's like coaching these two gentlemen here well it's been obviously a joy because you're talking about you know great players and great people and uh you know it's been a challenge too because in here in this in a positive way and I say a challenge because they demand to be coached they want to get better I mean, you better bring your A game when you come into the meeting room with these guys because they demand to be coached. And that's that's been the common denominator with every great player we've had at Hamilton. And we've had great special teams play since 2013 when Courtney joined us as a rookie. You know, Mark Beswick and on and on and on. You know, guys that have just done amazing things in the kicking game. And, and uh, it's because of them, all right? It's They're talented. They're tough and they demand to be coached. And Frankie, that, I mean, that starts at the top down, right? I mean, we, when we look at this organization, uh, you know, like, like Coach O, Coach O is a leader. Coach O, he's not, you know, he's not demanding, but he expects the best out of you. Jeff Reinbold, he expects the best out of you. And I have to imagine that that helps push you to expect the best out of yourself. Absolutely. Just everybody expecting the best and coming to work together and joining forces. And Courtney, I mean, playing with playing playing alongside you know these guys, having the coaching staff that you do, you know, you you've been in the league a while, but but 2019, 2019, 2018 for you. Uh, I mean, what did that what did that mean for you, and how excited are you to be rejoining this team in twenty twenty one? I mean, anytime you get a chance to uh, suit up with great players who are passionate about the game and coaches who really love what they do. Um, I know this is a business we're in, but I know if you ask Jeff, he, he'd do this thing for free, you know, because it's just a part of who he is, right? So whenever you get an opportunity to be a part of that kind of group, uh, special things happen. And, you know, leading all the way up to the season, the preparation and all that kind of stuff, it really, uh, you keep it in the back of your mind how, how cool and how uh, unique each season is. So just another opportunity to lace them up and, and go to war with some guys who are share the same passion, work just as hard and have same similar goals. Um, man, that's something to get out of bed for. And I, you know, I get a little confused there in my thoughts as I'm thinking, you know, bouncing around from year to year and coach, you've been part of this team for a while and Courtney, you've been a part of this team, but, but for you, th this will be the first time that you've gotten to work with Courtney. I know you were in BC in 2018 when he had such a great year and then you were, uh, you know, Courtney wasn't here in 2019 and we haven't played in so long. So how excited are you to be bringing Courtney back to this organization? Uh, well, obviously, I didn't bring him back. The organization brought him back in it. And, uh, you know, again, that's a, that's what talk, it talks to what or speaks to what Frankie talked about. It's from the top down. It's the organization, you know, whether it's Scott Mitchell, it's it's Sean Burke, it's, you know, Drew Alamein in the personnel department, anybody, I mean, this organization is committed to winning. Bob Young 
has put it together that way. He's built an organization. There's no better culture in the Canadian Football League than, than the one we have. Uh, our players are treated better than any place else in the league. And, you know, we have the best, in my opinion, the best group of character guys in the league. You know, there are a lot of great football players. There, there aren't a lot of teams with great football players that are great people. And you go through this roster and top to bottom, that's the kind of people we have. Guys that love football, love going to work, love their teammates, want to be coached, are demanding of themselves and everybody around them. Um, and then that translates on, you know, on those nights, those magical nights when we're in Tim Hortons field and you watch Frankie do his thing and you watch Courtney do his thing and Mike Daly. And, you know, I just, it's so many, it's, there's so many guys. It's, I'm telling you what, I get what we call back here in Hawaii chicken skin moments every day when I look at tape and I see the way these guys play. And it's just like, man, I cannot wait to get back and get with these cats and see if we can raise that, raise that standard just a little bit higher. Yeah, Frankie, talk a little bit about that standard and, and what's expected of this organization. And now coming off, you know, a 2019 in which you had so much success you know, during the regular season and then left with this bitter taste. And now you've been stuck kind of sitting with that bitter taste in your mouth, wanting to get back on the field. Just how excited are you to finally step foot back at Tim Hortons field? I don't think words are coming into play about how excited I am. I think bitterness uh, is a word of the past. Definitely for sure. Now that uh, time has passed, but speaking of the organization and just the commitment to winning, um, I know one of the biggest things we have is drop the East so we can go. And it's hard beating a lot, a group of men who see things. And that's what we have at the Ticats organization. Again, from top to bottom, from players, everybody just wanting to buy in, come together. And the common goal is to win. Uh, Courtney, on that point, I mean, the word compete, buying in, you know, the one thing that, again, stuck out to me about your 2018 season was that, you know, you, you were still, I thought you were still a great, you know, secondary player, you were still a great defensive player, but you, you your, your role on the team kind of transitioned to being a, a dominant special teams player. A lot of players might have looked at that opportunity and, and thought it was, you know, taking it as a demotion or something like that. You didn't let your mindset work that way. You were taking what you were given, which was an opportunity to play on special teams, and you became dominant at it. And and I feel like that's that's something that this organization has kind of instilled in you as a player and a person. Is that is that an accurate thing to say? Well, I don't know what came first, uh, the attitude or the opportunity. But one of the things that Coach O always says is that you know team success is prerequisite to individual success. So if you're going to be on the boat, you might as well, you know, find a job, grab an oar, swab the deck, do whatever you got to do. Because at the end of the day, we, we lift the trophy as a team. So the opportunity to be in the room is one to be cherished. And whatever you put on a real dog's plate, they're going to eat at the end of the day. So, um, man, it was an awesome opportunity. You know, uh, you could choose to look at life. In, in any number of ways, but your perspective is going to shape your energy towards the opportunity that's in front of you. And I felt like the coaches put me in a great position to um, contribute. You know, it wasn't that I wasn't uh, in the game plan. I, I definitely was. It was a different capacity. And I felt like uh, my teammates rallied around and we, we stuck together and we did what we were supposed to do. Um, but, you know, I'm looking forward to contributing in whatever way possible going into this next season is going to be uh, a little bit of dust for everybody to knock off. So uh, we've been, we, we sat out a year. I think that's something that none of us have done in a long time. 
Uh, we're all going to have to figure out where we fit into things. But at the end of the day, I know we're all moving towards the same goal, and, and that's exciting. A couple of things there, Coach, that, that jumped out to me about Courtney's answer. I mean, positivity, the energy that you bring to the club, the attitude you bring to the club. I feel like those are things, from being around you the last few years, I feel like those are things that, that you constantly preach day in and day out, that, that you could be the best player in the world, you could have the most talent in the world, but if your attitude isn't there, then, then it really doesn't matter. Well, you know, one of the things that separates us, I think, from everybody else is that our best players are our best workers. Our best players are our best leaders. And that that permeates the football team. That's not just the special teams, guys. That's every every facet of the football team. When you watch Simone Lawrence practice, when you watch Dylan Wynn practice, you know, you recognize that those guys are passionate about the game. When you watch Frankie Williams practice or Courtney Steven practice or Mike Daly practice or Beverett or any, I mean, I, like I said, I could go through 15, 20 names and it's, it's now become a part of who we are. It's, it's kind of been an organic growth the first year in 2013 when we all got together and, and, and it really started. And really, to be honest with you, I think if you go back to that, that time, you know, it was Orlando as much as anything else and Tommy that really set the set the stage and set the you know set the direction for what this team was going to be and everybody else just kind of got out of the way and and let it happen and the players embraced it embodied it and uh you know that's that's how we've gotten to the place that we're at and you know we're not certainly not satisfied because we've got unfinished business and everybody knows and that business is going to get done in our building in november well said, uh, Frankie. Just, just you know, when you've been talking, talk to a couple of the other coordinators. Uh, you know, talk to Coach O, talk to Coach Tommy about this. Um, but you know, everybody's got a a meeting story that kind of sticks with them. Um, is there is there is there is there a particular maybe special teams meeting with with our with our friend Jeff Reinbold here from last season that uh, that sticks out to you? <laughs> Uh, it's probably it's a handful, but I think one would be the, the BC game just when everything I want to say came full circle to me and just just coming with a new coach and then you having the game plan and just on the fly. And that's when I really came and seen the full circle of the whole game plan and understanding the scheme of everything. Uh, Jeff, I mean, the, the, the creativity in which you coach with uh, is, is unique. You're always looking. You, you watch you, – I think you watch more football than, than anybody else I know. So I, how do you kind of take, take everything you learn and translate that into what works on a CFL field? Well, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, that's a big, big question. But I do know this, that when you're a special teams coach, you've got to be part – psychologist part lion tamer part ventriloquist part comedian part you know, I, mean, it's, it, I mean because the reality of it is none of nobody when they come to pro football comes with the idea once they get their football card it's going to say i'm the i'm the hold up guy on the punt return team and the l4 on the kickoff team it's going to say i'm a db or i'm a wide receiver i'm whatever and what what you got to be able to do is illustrate to them how how important those that role is and when you think about these two guys that you got here both of them have had ultimate success as every down players Courtney has a starting safety force and Frankie has a starting field corner but yet when it's 
third down and we go out to punt or we go out to punt return or it's on a kickoff return, these guys play that down just as hard. And maybe maybe in some ways because of the, the fact that it's just one down, they play it harder than they play their normal position. And I think, again, that's a credit to those guys, the kind of character kind of people that they are. Uh, Courtney, you know, w- when you look at this team and, and you've, you've obviously been in, in the CFL a while, what, what makes this group of players, the guys who are on the roster now, the guys we, we anticipate will be in camp at McMaster, what makes this group special in the sense that, that you, you felt not being here in 2019, you wanted to be a part of now? Man, you got to have that, that it factor. I think there's, like Jeff alluded to, there's a lot of great players. You know, you don't really make it to be on this stage without having talent. So talent is something that is almost a commodity. There's a lot of great guys, but it's a blend of having, you know, the right leadership, the right locker room environment, having, uh, you know, the right amount of experience also you know we've got guys who are a little bit older more seasoned they've been in certain situations and um, their hands don't get shaky when it's time to make the game winning plays and things like that so having that right blend it's a perfect storm and then also like Jeff said too we're we're playing the big game at home right so uh, that's a little bit of a motivating factor well I'm sure it's not going to be the thing we talk about week to week in the back of everybody's mind they know what a great opportunity that would be to, uh, you know, compete to put ourselves at the top of the charts um, at the end of the season. So it's a perfect storm. A lot of, a lot of things coming together, but for sure, it's, it's super exciting. Uh, Frankie, it looks sunny where you are. It looks like you're wearing a T-shirt up here in Canada. I will let you know that it is still, it is still winter. Uh, but, and Coach, I'm not even going to touch you. I, I know you're, you're, you're rocking the Hawaiian shirt. I know exactly where you are. But, uh, Frankie, I will let you know that it is getting a little closer to, uh, to spring up here in Canada. And I have to imagine as a competitor, as someone who has fo- played football, uh, for, I'm sure since you were five years old, since you, you know, since you first were able to put on the pads, springtime means football. So is there a part of you that, that, that really feels it now that, yeah, like you are closer to the field than you've been in a long time? Absolutely. Just with the time changing and everything, too, more daylight. Uh, just waking up that morning right before seven, seeing the sun come up, get you cranking. And uh, coach, uh, we've been doing this as well. Again, I will mention that uh, that you are in beautiful, sunny Hawaii, but uh, we of course play at Tim Hortons Field. Uh, a lot of guys are missing their their Tim Hortons coffee. Uh, I've been doing these little conversations with guys, and I've been wrapping it up with uh, with what you're missing most about Hamilton, and the first thing you're going to do once you're back, Courtney. I know you're a little closer to town, but I want you to think about this as well. What is the first thing you're going to do once you're back in Hamilton, Coach? We'll start with you. Well, I think you know the biggest thing is is I'm just going to drive those streets, right? I mean, I, that that drive on game day. I have little, you know, I I take my motorcycle and I ride from wherever I'm living up and you start, as you start to get closer to the stadium, you see the smokestacks and the the old mills and all that stuff. And there's a, there's a song by Bruce Springsteen called Factory. And it's maybe it, it must've been written for Hamilton and for Hamilton people. And it just makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up when you realize that you're representing hard-ass, tough, working-class 
earn every dollar, never back up to the pay window people. And it's a, it's an awesome deal. Frankie, what, what's the first thing you're going to do once you're back in Hamilton? Probably stop, give you some 10 bits. Um, <laughs> it, and then I'll go buy a hamburger and get me a chicken sandwich. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, what's wrong with you, Courtney? I know, I know you're close by, but what's the first thing you're going to do once you're, you're actually back in the city? No, I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm right up there with Frankie. I'm I'm hitting all of the food spots because that's one of the best kept secrets about Hamilton. They got a ton. They got a ton of food spots. I might go up the mountain and get a Paradise Sub. That's that's one of my favorites. <laughs> there you go. Free free shout out for those guys, uh, gentlemen. It, it is truly a pleasure to see uh, all of you. It's great to hear from you. I know the fans appreciate it. I know I appreciate it. I hope you're being well. Staying safe, staying healthy, and uh, can't wait to see you back up here, McMaster University, two a days. Uh, I, I, I mean, I don't have to do the work, but I can't wait to see you guys up here doing the work.